This podcast is brought to you by Crisp. It is a software that automatically mutes background noise in any communication app. No more embarrassing dog barks, traffic noises, crying babies, and family chatters when you're doing your calls from home or the nearby cafe. With Crisp, those noises will be muted and your caller will not be able to hear any of them. Not only is it able to remove background noises, it can also even remove the ones coming from your caller. So all you get is high-quality audio without the distractions. Crisp supports any devices and over 800 apps such as Zoom, Teams and WebEx. Try out the world's best AI-powered noise-cancelling technology for free. Simply go to adriantan.com.sg crisp to get started. Welcome to the Adrian Tan Show. This is my podcast where I have deep conversations with the people who are enabling organizations to become ready for the future of work. My guests include a mindfulness coach, the folks behind Singapore's most popular investment app, and many more. They all have one thing in common, and that is to level up your organizations through your people. My guest today is Nina Alaksuri. She is the founder and CEO of Zopa AI, and has been managing and running businesses in the HR space for more than 20 years. She originally founded an executive search firm, Nasdaq Group, back in 1997, which she successfully ran for 20 years. It was through this venture that she realized the inefficiencies and subjectivity of traditional hiring processes, and thus decided to pivot to an AI and machine learning-based platform with Zopa in 2017. Since then, she has grown Zopa AI to launch five successful products and has built a presence across four regions, namely Singapore, India, UK, and most recently, UAE. Please welcome my guest, Nina Alaksuri. Hi, Nina. Thank you for coming on to the show. Oh, my pleasure, Adrian. It's an absolute pleasure to speak to you. I've been following your blogs and delighted to be on your show. Thank you so much. I've been following what you have been doing as well, and I'm just surprised that it took us so long to come together. Where does this podcast find you? In London. I'm in London, in, in the war zone, Adrian. Everything is under lockdown, so... I'm actually looking forward to returning to Singapore next week. Oh, you're coming back next week. Awesome. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so let's, let's also help the folks understand better what exactly is Zopa and the backstory behind it. How did it come about? Sure. Uh, Zopa is my second venture. I'm the founder CEO. My earlier company was a traditional HR consulting and executive search company, which I ran for a good 20, 21 years. And I'm an electronics engineer uh, by education. So, you know, love automating, love love doing all the geeky stuff. So around 2015, 2016 is when the concept of AI and digitalization and and, you know, we just thought it would be fantastic if we could actually disrupt our own business, then we know it works, you know. So so that's how Zopa came about. Zopa is a SaaS cloud-based platform which helps companies and employees, so employers and employees, to match with each other. So it's about finding the best job compatibility and capability through AI and predictive analytics. And in terms of jumping into this bandwagon, given that you came from uh, the consulting executive search space, was it very challenging for you in the beginning? You mean the pivot? Yes. Not really, because I, you know, I, I, I felt that the technologies like data science, AI, these were the technologies of tomorrow. And, you know, 
I think the future was fairly evident that this is where the industry is going to move to. So I was quite excited about the business of the future. And having done 20 years, I felt it was really, really a good time to take all the learning from that business, you know, all, all our learnings, not just from the employer point of view, but also from the employee pain points and do something which, which can really benefit and, and create more meaningful employment for both the parties. And your solution primarily is targeting on disrupting recruitment. And how has recruitment changed over the years since you first started many years ago? And also how AI is trying to to improve this entire process? Sure. So, you know, I, I date back to very, very old times. <laughs> so this was when there was no email as well. This was the time I, I was working for a couple of large uh, multinationals, including ICL. And being on the other side of hiring, I used to totally get frustrated with the with the quality of resumes or the quality of match, you know, and, and not getting the right, so to say, the right fit. So that is what inspired me to, to start Last Track, which was the previous business. That was a time when resumes used to actually be printed in hard copies and uh, be sent to you by local courier. Uh, hiring used to be very, very local and very, you know, concentrated within within the square mile and so on. From there, we went into dial-up uh, internet. So yes, a bit of, you know, a bit more, so to say, extension happened. People started to look at moving between cities and, and then eventually between countries. So, you know, it has come a long, long way. Uh, we So my, my business, the initial business was when there was no LinkedIn, there was not even Monster, nor Creed. I've seen all of those come into into commission during during the last business. So from there, you know, the challenge then used to be how do we find the best person who can do that job? And then with with job portals and LinkedIn specifically, which is an open networking platform, it was not about finding who is the right person, but it is finding the you know, who can do the right job? It was like finding a needle in the haystack and, and, and really identifying who is your ideal candidate. So, you know, f- from the main challenges of really finding who the person is doing that job, I'll give you an example. We used to call companies and, and you know, kind of pretend to be from, from the press or from, from a convention to find out who, who does what uh, from the receptionist. So, it was quite rudimentary at that point of time. And, and look at it now. I mean, it's a totally different ballgame when it comes to recruitment. Yes, it, it definitely has. I, I also started my HR career in recruitment. And I started when we were still faxing resumes. <laughs> yes. Correction fluid that we often exhaust in <laughs> our dictionaries. Yeah. And and now, you know, we're already talking about augmenting, you know, with AI and, you know, so so just to the second part of your question on what how recruitment is today, obviously, there is a lot of focus on on automation, you know, and everything is about scale, right? So you don't want just to find the best candidate in your square mile. You want to find the best candidate for the job, period. You know, so so the scale has changed completely. You know, your applications flow in from, from a large scale. You reach out to candidates at from a very 
large pool. So I think the the whole trick is about how do you really hire right, and how do you how do you make sure that you are hiring the person who's who, who who is not just capable but also compatible with your company's persona. And I think that is where the market is moving. And the second big challenge, I think, which a lot, uh, which which is which is something which has always been forgotten, is the challenges of the job seeker. And, you know, just the whole candidate experience, the candidate journey, ultimately, this is what creates the employer branding. So there is, you know, that that's another area which which companies are now beginning to focus on. And how does Zopa help to bring those benefits to the users? Specifically, what are some of the features that can actually help improve this entire process, not just for the users, which is the employers, but also for the candidates as well? Sure. So let me let me first start with the candidate side. You know, Zopa has two sides to the to, from the login point of view. It has a dashboard for the employer, but it also has a dashboard for the candidate. So what it does is it keeps the candidate completely engaged. So from the time that you are invited or you put in your application uh, for a particular job, you are then you know you have the opportunity to create a digital profile on Zopa, and this is the digital profile that kind of uh, follows you through the job journey. So you're you're kept informed about what's happening with your resume. Are you shortlisted, rejected? If you're shortlisted, what stage are you on? So the candidate feels uh, completely included, you know, in in, in the entire journey. So it really makes, makes it a very inclusive process. And it does not cost the employers anything more or, or an extra effort because, you know, that it's the platform that does that. And, and it, it makes a big difference in, in, in creating an inclusive and engaged journey with the candidate. From the employer point of view, our biggest USPs are AI and automation. And, you know, that is where we focused AI because... You know, the entire mission of Zopa is about how do we make hiring an objective process? You know, hiring is a very subjective process and it has been so far. Now with, with tools like AI, data science, predictive analytics and so on, you know, you, you can actually start removing those areas and, and, and augmenting them with AI so that the, you know, it is more scientific and it is not just gut feel based or sub, you know subjective in nature so just very key features you know secure login we are we are hosted on azure you know highly certified gdpr pdpa compliant starts from there right up till you know ai scoring ranking shortlisting AI scoring for both for CV match as well as predictive analytics such as retention probability of the candidate should you go ahead with the hiring process will they stay with you for at least 12 months performance predictor which 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 kind of gives you a prediction of uh, what are the chances of the person performing in the job. These are very powerful matrices because this is where your accuracy of hiring comes in. And then from the employer's point of view, you know, it is uh, it is all about how do we make the hiring uh, a scientific process? How do we make it a science and remove the subjectivity? So the, for example, we have algorithms which we have patents for which do predictive analytics on on based on the candidate's persona that is created and resume which which can predict what are the chances of them uh, performing in the role that you're hiring them for what are the chances of 
them uh, being retained in your company for at least 12 months? And then can they do the job? You know, a lot of times CVs are shortlisted or rejected based on keywords. And that's the other disruption which we have tried to do through natural language processing. And it's about screening people in rather than screening people out, you know, and and, and we, we believe quite strongly in that. And so the beauty of Zopa is that it is not one step that kind of decides yes or a no. It's a series of of different AI stages which which go very seamlessly and very quickly to scale, which ultimately kind of give you the top 10 candidates, not just from, uh, you know, not just from, f- from, from the applications that you've got at that moment, but it can retarget candidates from your talent pool. It can redeploy candidates from your employee pool. So it just, you know, it just gives you that large scale of finding the best candidates for that job. You know? All this will be done automatically? It's done automatically, and that's where we are going now towards more and more automation, hundred percent automation. And if I if I may quote a use case very recently here in the UK, uh, there's a very large logistics company which does logistics for Waitrose, and they did a hundred percent automated. And then the hiring managers got involved only at the last stage. So typically. Top of the funnel scoring, ranking, shortlisting, automatically taking the shortlisted candidates to multiple choice questions and mathematics exam, automating the pass fail, and then taking them through a video interview, and then the hiring pers- uh, hiring manager getting involved in, in the last set of the most suited candidates. Yes. So yeah, to your question, you know, you, you can get nearly 100% automation till the last stage uh, of where you, where you augmented with the human. And would the, would the solution be jobs agnostic? Would it be more suited for white collars, blue collars, frontline? Yeah, so our first uh, our first set of uh, answers were for sorry for that ping. Our first set of uh, algorithms were mainly for for white collars. We have since then, you know, also developed algorithms for graduates, interns, and we are currently working on our blue collar algorithms. And they are industry agnostic, Adrian. And given given the amount of automation involved, I would imagine that your ideal customer would require some kind of volume in order for it to make sense. So what kind of recruitment volume or what kind of or number of racks do, do you think your ideal customer should have if they wish to explore something like Zopa? Interestingly, when we started off Zopa, we were targeting mostly very large enterprises who were regularly hiring. So either either large enterprises or then employers who were constantly hiring. Since then, over in 2020, we have now launched a smaller product, a much more, so to say, you know, much smaller for, for low scale, for SMEs, for startups. So, so we now, if you look at the suite of products, it goes right from you know, SMEs right up till enterprises, governments, universities. So right from interns, graduates, mid-level to to high volumes. You definitely have must have spoken with quite a number of companies in educating them, trying to convince them about the merit of your solution. What would you see as the biggest challenge in trying to convince them to consider adopt your solution? When when in the in the in the in the first few you know few first few months of launch, I think the biggest challenge was to 
convince them on benefits of AI and the whole objective way of hiring. AI was quite new, as you would imagine, in 2017. So we used to always, almost always get this uh, look of uh, shock that, are you sure something as human as this can be, you know, made, made into an artificial intelligence? And very quickly, Adrian, over the last uh, couple of years, uh, that has changed. So nobody bats an eyelid, eyelid anymore on the whole AI approach. So that's how quickly the market has adopted it. And then the, the next big thing that happened was obviously COVID. And COVID made companies also realize that digitalization is the way to go. There is, you know, today there is COVID, tomorrow there could be something else. And just the whole adoption and the boost it has given to digitalization in 2020, I think it's it's probably jumped two or three years that it would have probably taken. So I think there's been a lot of change because of the pandemic on, on the acceptance and the, and the you know, the benefit adoption by, by most companies. I, I've also seen quite a number of other recruitment solutions trying to bring AI into the picture and trying to uh, optimize the entire recruitment process as well. In your opinion, what do you think would be your unfair advantage over them? I would say that firstly, you know, the, 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 the experience with the previous, you know, the 20 years that we spent in the global market across five continents, all the domain uh, knowledge that we gathered there. The second big advantage that we had was, of course, data. And fortunately, I guess, maybe because of the engineering background, uh, I was quite careful about we maintaining very strong IP records and data and the time series. The quality of AI is, is very, very dependent on the data science that goes behind it, right? And the data science is totally dependent on data. So one of, one of the big, one of the most important uh, ingredients have to be data. Now, data does not mean just pure resumes. Uh, for that matter, you can just take all the profiles from LinkedIn, but it is about time series, impact, feedback, you know, everything that goes right from the stage of identifying candidate. Did they get shortlisted or rejected? If they were shortlisted, did they accept the job? If they accepted the job, did they stay in the job? So, you know, the complete time series and and, and it has to be large enough to make sure that you don't have sample bias. You also have to make sure that it is diverse enough so that it's across regions, across uh, different markets, across different industries. So, uh, you know, I think that is, is a big advantage that we had. Yeah, I mean, we, we've also kind of built this product in the market, so to say. So a lot of early testers of the product were the companies that we were servicing. So we, we kind of really got them involved in our alpha testing and beta testing and said, tell us what else do you, do you, do you want to see in the product and what else do you recommend? So it's really been built in, 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 in the field, you know, so... I would say those are the top. Then, of course, there are lots of benefits in the product. Like you said, you know, automation, 100% automation, the patents that we've got for the algorithms. And I think above all, the amazing team that we've got is is, is a fairly unfair advantage that we have. I, I In my conversation with some of the Savier recruiters, some of them also mentioned to me about concerns when it comes to discrimination by AI. And I'm not sure if you are aware of this story. Amazon actually put a plug on one of their algorithms because it seems to be churning out a very 
one very linear, one-sided kind of candidate. Would, would this be something that you are tackling on and try to alleviate the kind of concern people may have? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, computers will do what the humans tell them, right? So you you could you you could train the computer to be super biased and the AI and the algorithms to be super biased. So I think one, firstly, to have a, you know, have a fair uh, and inclusive and a unbiased uh, approach. Firstly, the company who is creating it itself must must sign up to that ethos, right? You you have to be committed to to the mission of AI for good and AI for inclusivity and fairness. So it starts with that mindset and that attitude. Secondly, it is again I would say it is the data. So the the difference, you know, when when a company tries to build a, a algorithm just based on their own data. 100% there's going to be a bias, right? Because it is, if they're doing something wrong, the algorithm is going to keep continuing to do that uh, that same thing wrong. So if it is choosing a certain di- demographic of candidates or eliminating certain demographics because of the limited data, because it is only their own company data, so it is going to perpetuate bias. And this is where you need very, very large data, you need diverse data, you need data. So the, the truth, the big data in the true sense uh, is what you require. So, so Adrian, if I was to list, number one is is your mission on, on are you trying to create a biased algorithm or are you trying to make sure that you're creating a, a, a fair algorithm? I think it starts with that. Second is the, the the size and the diversity of the data is to avoid sample bias. Thirdly, I think, so for example, Zopa's algorithms were audited by Microsoft and they were, they you know, they've given a statement that it is completely free of all gender, race, age, or any, any kind of sexual orientation and, and so on, all the biases. And I think at some point of time, there will be, you know, like we have cybersecurity and we have, I'm sure there's going to be a much more uh, vigilance around the AI algorithms. And I I really hope there are some standards and some certifications that come into play uh, so that these these kind of manage, you know, sinister AIs, as you call it. So I I hope that that kind of covered what you said, but, but you're right, you know. Machines will do what humans tell them to do. Given your eye on the recruitment landscape over the past many years, what do you think will be the biggest change and disruption as we move into, uh, we are already in 2021. So what do you think will be the biggest change in 2021? Specifically in the recruitment? That's right. Well, one of the big things which we are already seeing is the acceptance of working from anywhere. Right, working from home has become of the past. Working from anywhere, I uh, notice a lot of clients are now hiring people who are not in their, in you know, in their city or in their town. You know, they're just going for the best candidates anywhere, whether it is so. Remote working is is here to stay. I think there's going to be a lot of skill-based hiring, so which means you know beyond beyond the uh, 
trappings of which school you come from, which college you come from. I think it's ultimately going to be what can you do? You know, what is the skill that you bring on, on board? And and again, that marries very, very well with work from anywhere. So I think the skill-based hiring, working from anywhere, and just the whole, you know, attitude towards scale and, and, and looking at it outside in and screening people in rather than screening people out. I, I think... I think that's here to stay. Uh, there's already so much talk about inclusivity. And uh, so I think all of that is really going to going to start showing us. And, and with these uh, tools, you know, one can one can hope for for a lot of positive change in the hiring. It's good to know. I actually got to reach out to you because I got to know about this discussion you've done on the Nathan Lacker show and in which it was mentioned that you have raised funding. So I would like to find out more on that and what's next on the roadmap for the business. Yes, so we are in the process of raising our Series A. We had to postpone our Series A because of COVID. It was supposed to be last year. And then, you know, with with all the uncertainty, we said, let's not waste time. You know, VCs are going to take that much longer. Uh, So we pushed it to this year. So we are are trying to raise around 5 million, Adrian. And so, you know, we are hoping to uh, close that round by April. Awesome. So I would imagine that you are on a hiring spree right now? We are. We are. Absolutely. You know, last year, most of our business was done with a, with a sales team of two people, believe it or not. So uh, we are in the process of really, you know, the biggest focus this year is about go-to-market, more sales force, more go-to-market uh, initiatives, partnerships, reseller program. So, uh, you know, a lot happening this year. For people who is interested to find out more, where can they go to? Zopa.com. So Zopa is pronounced, spelled as x0pa.com or xopa.ai. We also have another product called Zopa Room. So again, x0paroom.com. That's for our assessment and virtual assessment, virtual hiring, virtual interviewing platform. So yeah, and we would... We would be delighted for any anybody who, who has an interest. There are lots of videos on Vimeo, under Zopa and YouTube. So, you know, look forward to people uh, checking us out. I'll share this all these links in the show notes. And Nina, thank you so much for making time today. Lovely speaking with you. I wish you continued success in your journey with Zopa. It's my pleasure, Adrian. Thank you for having me online. And thank you very much. Lovely speaking to you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can refer to the show notes for links to more information about our guests and their businesses. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would be helpful to give a review on iTunes or follow me on Spotify. If you're using Overcast, please hit the star button under the episode. That will help get this episode and podcast out to more people who may find it useful. I'll see you in the next episode of The Agent Hunt Show.